We're joined down by Colin Munro on the programme as we talk cricket, all forms of cricket, all levels of cricket, and we'll start off with what he did yesterday. Colin, welcome to the programme. How are you feeling now after you, you blazed 174 against my boys from Canterbury and basically wrecked their day? Congratulations, mate. Must be a great feeling. Uh, yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah it was a good, good feeling, I think. The most pleasing thing was that I uh, sort of changed through the gears in that innings and sort of went into a bit of a shell in terms of, you know, just rotating the strike and doing what was needed. And to be at the end was very pleasing as well. So that was obviously deliberate from you, something that the, the coaching staff wanted or? Yeah, I think um, obviously I'm being told to get out there and, and, and be aggressive through the uh, power play. And if I'm still at the end of the power play, it's just about assessing the conditions, assessing what's needed in the game situation and, and going and doing doing as I, as I need to. And, you know, after the power play, we only needed about five stuff just over five and over. So, you know, I think uh, the way the, the spinners bowled uh, Tim Johnson and, and Todd Astle was, was pretty good. So, you know, if we just milked them for three or four and over, um, it meant the runner it wasn't going to get out of hand and, you know, we can we can attack the other bowlers. and uh, We did that really well. Is that something you struggle with, containing yourself after getting off to such a good start? Oh, a little bit. I think um, that's what made, made the knock so pleasing is that, that I actually did manage to do that with without throwing it away. Um so yeah, no, it's something that I've you know been working on slowly, um, and you know it's just about communicating with the guy on the other end, and him knowing what what I'm going through at the same time. You know, if it's a few dots in here and there, then then I'm not getting too anxious and looking for the big shot rather than just getting the single and rotating the strike. You're plainly seeing it like a pumpkin, but I'm can presume I'm presuming the deck was reasonably uh, generous to you, or, or was it playing like Colin? Yeah, the deck was pretty good. Um, I think it's the first game of three that the groundsman have have prepared it for so they left a little bit more grass on it so um it was a little bit a little bit stoppy um but you know that'll quicken up by sunday's game against wellington and you know it should be a very very good wicket then so so hopefully for more of the same what so it was slightly sticky a bit slow and you did that so when it speeds up i think everyone needs to get down to the eden park uh, outer oval and watch might what might happen mate yeah well i'm not saying it's, it's stuck it was just a little it was just a touch slow it wasn't it was still a very good wicket but, um, you know, speaking to the groundsmen after the game, they said they couldn't really do much more in order to make that quicker. Otherwise, the other two games will be will get lower and slower where they still want the pace and, and sort of the bounce in that wicket. So, um, you know, still play very, very, very good. So, you know, I'm looking forward to Sunday if it's going to be even better. So when you wandered out to the middle after what you saw Canterbury do and they just got absolutely steamrolled by Mitch McLennigan toward the end, although there's that last wicket stand, which is uh, reasonably exciting uh, for Canterbury fans. Did you, did you realise that you had, well, they hadn't had enough runs? What were your feelings about after you watched them bat, about what you had to do? I thought the way Todd Astle came out and batted. Um, he came in a tough, tough situation, a tough period where they were probably four down for not many, and he came out and just sort of, you know, was was ultra aggressive and and played his shots really well. And I thought, oh, it's still a decent wicket um, for him to come out and do that. You know, I think he got fifty out of twenty seven balls, which which is good. And um, you know, when I saw that, and then plus the the two young guys at the end, Williams and Sheet, the way they played against um, you know two international bowlers, which showed that the wicket was good. So could just go out um, and be aggressive through that power play, make sure that we get off to a good start, which myself and Guptill Bunce did. And then, you know, it was quite easy going from there. You didn't have to put too much pressure on the rest of the order to do it. Colin Munro joins us on the programme. Uh, interesting old year for you, or well, the back end of it anyway. Uh, you had a reasonable time over in India, didn't you? What, you notched up that ton in T20, you got a 70-odd in the one-dayers, but it means it's been a, a slower start to the domestic season. you think you're finding your, finding your feet again at this level? 
Yeah, I think so. It's obviously a new role for me at the top of the order. So um, I was very pleased with where I went in India and, and um, finished that that uh, series. And then obviously coming back here, I only got that one four four day run um, against Northern Districts with only the one bat. So you know you can't look into that too much. And then obviously a good start to the to the one day one day stuff for me. So you know it's just about building on that and you know taking the good with the bad. You know at the top of the order, you always you're not always going to be as successful or, or consistent as you would probably be through the middle. So it's you know taking the good with the bad, and, but still stick, sticking true to my game and, and being aggressive at the top, and, and see how it goes. Is that roughly the instruction you've got ahead of what's going to be a very busy international short form season? Yeah, I think that's obviously the when I go out there with a free mind and, and play aggressive. That's that's when I'm playing my best, and um, you know I think everyone's seen that the the players and the team have seen it, both blackouts and, and aces, and then also the the support staff. So, you know, I've, I've been given that sort of licence to go out there and, and be aggressive and, you know, hopefully um, I get the nod for the first one day and, and go from there and, and, you know, keep building on what I've done so far. Well, there's the Tui uh, Catch a Million back on that promotion again with orange T-shirts and I, I'd suggest yeah. that the amount of one days and T20s there are and people like you up the top of the order, uh, they'll be very happy that you'll be involved, mate. There could be some money to be made out there on the back of your big hitting, Colin. Yeah, I don't know just about my big hitting. You know, obviously got Martin Guptill there as well, and then plus we play against the West Indies with Chris Gale, Marlon Samuels, Evan Lewis, and all those guys love hitting sixes as well. So that two catching million um, could really be a prize this uh, this this summer, especially with the twenty three wild ball games going on. Oh yeah, look, then there's Colin DeGranholm. Let's not forget about him. I mean, there's plenty of big assassins uh, in in the field, no doubt about that. Hey, so you've got yeah. this international season coming up, and very exciting it is indeed. And then you move back into Plunkett Shield. But that's after the test season, because I, I know we banged on about this all last year, and it probably drove you up the wall if you ever listened to the radio, but your Plunkett Shield stats are still a freak show. You're running, what, 51.8 at 98, 13 tonnes and 1550s. What do you have to do to try and elbow your way into this team? You can't do it this year. It's not possible. But have you had many discussions since last season about your prospects at test level with Hessen and the like? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, it's... It's a bit tough, obviously, with four test matches going on this summer to try and break in, especially you know after the boys have a good start uh, to the first test. But um, yeah, I think the key for me is just to focus on my ball cricket a lot now in terms of you know getting a new spot and trying to cement my my spot at, at opening in both formats of the of the white ball. Um, and yeah, just leave test to what it is. You know, we play four tests a year and or five tests or whatever it is. So you know, white ball cricket now for me is, is a big focus, but. Um, yeah, um, like you said, like I can't really push anything else or do anything else to try and get into that test spot. Um, the test team is playing really well at the moment, and you know it'll be unfair to drop someone there just because my domestic numbers are, are pretty good compared to somebody else. Pretty good, there's an understatement. But have you been? It's not like a lost cause, though, is it? I presume it's something you still want to do, and they haven't said, "Nah, you're a white ball specialist." There's still hope. Oh, uh, yeah, yes and no. I think um, you know I've done. If, you know, to be honest, if I've done all that I can in order to to push. You know, I don't think I can score many more runs. Obviously, I'd love to do that in four-day cricket, but um, you know, I think it's it's mainly mean seen as a as more of an all-rounder in this in, in the longer format of the game. So it's up against you know, Colin the Granholm is doing really well. Jimmy Neesham, Corey Anderson when he's back fit, um, the likes of those players, rather than maybe just seen as a batsman, which I prefer probably in the longer format. So. 
you know, it's just about going out there and, and producing the goods and hopefully get the nod uh, later on. Yeah, I suppose it's the case, isn't it? You've got to shift someone out to shift you in. And if you had that um, all-rounder string, which it sounds like you're a bit reticent about, that might be helpful. How's your bowling going anyway? Because it's not been completely on point or regular of recent times, has it, Colin? No, well, I'm not really, you know, I'm, I've slowed down a little bit in order to bowl more in the one in the white ball stuff, you know, more level two sort of, uh, or for shorter run and bowling a lot of change-ups, you know, leg cutters, off cutters, knuckleballs, those types of things to try and off-put the batter. And, you know, I see myself as sort of a part-time bowler in terms of like maybe four to six overs in a one day and maybe one or two overs in a 2020. So, you know, it is, it is tough on the body once, I've, you know, I've been working on those variations. And then to try and push to bowl 125, 120, 125 and the four-day stuff for, for longer spells, it is tough on the body and something that I you know, might have to get used to or, you know, not too sure where I'm at at the moment with my bowling and the four-day stuff, that's all. And one last question. You said when you've got a free mind, you play better. What do you go through in order to free your mind before a match? Do you have a routine? Is there a particular method to that madness? I think just not thinking in terms of, you know, when, when I'm putting the pads on, it's either just listening to some music that's going on in the changing room or, or telling jokes and mucking around with the guys and, and just trying to be as, as you know as calm as possible. You know, laughing. Um, some people say that I'm not not focused, but you know that's the way of me just forgetting about things, what I need to do. And then once I cross that line, it's, it's sort of about just enjoying the moment. And you know, if I'm successful that day, I am. If, if not, well, you know, hopefully somebody else will and we get the win. So, you know, I think um, the biggest thing for me now is just the enjoyment. You know, I'm enjoying my cricket again, like massively at the top of the order, and you know, getting the backing of the players and backing the support staff, which is which is good for me. So. You know, as long as I get that back in to go out there and play the way I do, um, hopefully it'll keep coming off. Well, long may it continue, except against Canterbury. Colin Munro, thanks for your time, brother. Go well. Looking forward to seeing you uh, display your wares in a massive short-form season. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Thanks a lot, mate.